Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're getting closer. Only a few days left until we kick off our Emergence 2021 online masterclass for both retail traders and independent investors. So if you haven't signed up already, make sure you do so. Go over to www.tier1trading.com or click the link in the show notes below. But if you want to attend live and secure your seat, or if you want to get the recordings and view it later at your own leisure, you need to be registered. All right, see you guys in a few days. Hey guys, I got a great episode for you today. We're gonna talk a little bit about the power of 1% change and how it can have a massive impact on your future. higher volume, obviously a positive bearish candle. If you're looking for a, a short, um, that's something that I would take into account, those small little signals. So we haven't talked about it in a while because you know once the, the new year started and we got back into the live rooms, that's basically put a pause to any of my, my testing. Um, but for you guys that were following me during the winter, that's essentially what I was looking at as far as the volume spread analysis. I wasn't looking to make, it was, I was looking mainly on a daily, but you can use it low, any time frame. Um, I wasn't looking to make any new strategy. I was just looking for a 1% change. Is there is there anything else that can give me the smallest clue? And that's the key with trading, right? At least with my trading. We, we, we talked about before, as far as your strategy goes, a, a very easy way to become a more efficient and profitable trader is do two things in your, or one or two things in your strategy. Um, it's not necessarily improving your entries, although that could be something, but one, how can you maximize your targets? Can you get a little bit more on targets? And a little bit more doesn't necessarily mean shooting for higher targets. What could a little bit more mean? We, I think a lot of people associate, oh, a little bit more, I gotta shoot for larger targets. Is that always the case? Is larger targets always gonna make you more money? You would think so, but not necessarily, right? Because the larger target you have, the lower your win percentage is going to be, right? That's, that's just, and that's mathematics, right? The, the larger you shoot for targets, the lower your win percentage will be, right? If you shoot for small, the, the, if you shoot for targets that are closer to your entry, your win percentage will be higher, right? So larger targets doesn't necessarily mean that you'll make more money. What you want to do is you want to find that mesh point, right? How can I get as how can I get as much out of the market without getting to that point where it starts to have a negative effect I'm trying to think of an example kind of like I don't they don't make seesaws anymore you guys are you guys remember seesaws right in the playground 
playgrounds are stupid now. They're all safe and stuff, right? I used to, man, load some up on, load some, we used to load, put someone on the end of the seesaw and then someone would come around and distract them. Then all of a sudden we get the big boy, right? You know, the, 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 the hefty friend and he'd come by and jump on the other end and boom, rocking him, rocking him in the air. Got him, right? So many good skills learned on the playground. Launch him, yeah. But imagine walking on the seesaw or any type of lever, right? You're walking towards the middle, you're walking towards the middle, you're walking towards the middle, right? Eventually, as you get closer and closer, the seesaw starts to dip to the other side and you start going down, right? So you can imagine that you're, you're when we talk about maximum adverse excursion and maximum favorable excursion, which are fancy words for make the most out of your trade, lose the, the least out of your trade. Essentially, it's that. You're walking that seesaw, excuse me. You're walking that seesaw to see how far can you get before it starts to tip in the opposite direction. And when it tips in the opposite direction, you've, you've gone too far. So targets are the same way. That's one way to improve is see how much can I shoot for targets? Again, following up on the, the question and answer to the, the private group we had yesterday, right? We talked about, you know, we were talking about patterns specifically, but for pattern formation, right? Well, we're, we're, we're typically talking about initial targets at a 3D2 Fibonacci retracement. Well, what about a 50%? Okay, well, okay, 50% works a little bit better. Okay, what about a 618? Huh, 618 gives me more profit. Okay, what, what about a 786? And if you guys are unfamiliar, these, these numbers are getting further away from your entry. So you're, you're looking for more. Let's say you get to a 786 and all of a sudden the 786 is lower. Okay, now I, now I know I've gone too far. Um, so increasing... Your distance for target is one, but that has to be paired with your hit rate. So targets could be one of, increasing your target could be one of two things. One, it could be getting them further away or increasing your win percentage. And ideally you wanna find that mesh point where you have the perfect win percentage and the perfect target distance to maximize what you're trading. So that's one way is targets. Another way is your stop loss, right? How can I be wrong as quickly as possible without being, without having my stops so close that I'm wrong, but still right, right? So how can I have my stop losses as far away as, as, as far, far enough away to give myself enough breathing room to really ensure that I'm wrong, but not so far that I give back extra when I am wrong? Those are two ways that you can improve your, your, your system as a trader. And again, it it's, doesn't seem like it, but you know, let, let's say if you can increase your reward for, by five pips on average per trade or decrease your risk by five pips per average on trade, it doesn't seem like a lot. No one's going to wow it, right? Wow at you if you throw it on the internet and be like, hey guys, I just found out how to decrease my stop loss by five pips per trade. I'm like, so? Right. Think about the bigger picture. Think about how many trades you take in a month. Think about how many trades you take in a quarter, in a year. And then ask yourself, does five pips per losing trade really make a difference? And let's say you do it by you, you take five away from your average loss and you add five to your average win. Now, all of a sudden, that's a 10 pip turnaround. Right. It's the same thing with reducing losses. Right. I, I get excited when I can take my win percentage from 50 percent to 55 percent. Why? Because those losses, or even like, even if you have a, a rule about moving at the break even, those losses all of a sudden in a way become wins because you make more money by losing less money. So it's amazing 
how those small changes can have a have a have an effect. If you ever, it's very similar to what we talk about outside of trading about the power of one percent change, right? Where you know, and we'll go through the whole looking and walking to the ocean thing. But you know, you shift your direction by you know, if I told you to, you know, stand in your spot right now and take ten steps forward. And then go back to where you're standing or market on the wall and, and go back to where you're standing and shift your shift one percent to the right and take 10 steps forward and market on the wall it's probably going to be a minimal change right your your mark is going to be basically right next to the previous mark but all of a sudden if we do the same uh kind of uh same type of experiment and i say okay stand where you are and walk 100 miles forward and then go back where you are and make one percent change um, or shift one degree to the right and then walk 100 miles forward all of a sudden, you're not even going to be able to see that original mark, right? Because 1% degree of change over 100 miles is massive. 10 steps, eh, nothing. 100 miles, massive. So you got to think of your trading the same way, right? It's not about, you know, you're not going to see it in your, your, <laughs> your, your weekly report. Richard's not going to look at his weekly report and be like, ooh, look at that, I made one pip, whoop-dee-doo, right? Um, but bigger picture, you're going to start to see some massive changes. So with the volume spread analysis, something that I was looking to do is, can I become a little bit more efficient with entries? Is there any clue? Again, you guys know I want to be more, I've been getting more aggressive with entries and I want to be continue to get more aggressive with entries. Is there any clue that I can get that's going to allow me to get 1% more efficient with my entries? Right? Because I can tell you this. If we're looking at a situation where I have an opportunity to sell at market versus wait for a lower, low, lower close, that's a massive difference, is it not? On the, on, on the screen that you're looking at right now, and if this, if this turns out to be a podcast, if I remember to actually make it into one, I'm sorry, you can't see it. But that's, you know, we're looking at a difference between an entry at 108s versus 10750s, right? That's a 50 pip difference, right? That gives me 50 pips of more reward. That gives me 50 less pips of risk. In fact, I would say in this scenario, probably makes it from a trade I can take to a trade I can't take because given that lower, low, lower close, I wouldn't be able to make the risk reward work. So those small things make a massive difference. I don't know how we got in that rant, but I liked it. That was a good one. guys, Akil here once again. Just want to say a big thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best thing that you can do is leave the podcast a rating and a review wherever you listen to this podcast app. Word of mouth is the biggest way we've been spreading our message here. And the more traders and the more people that we can impact, the more widespread our message will be and the more lives we can help. All right. Thank you in advance. And I'll see you next episode.